Hi everyone, my name is Sanda and I'm here today to um, discuss a topic. I've never really done a podcast before, but I thought this would be a great way to discuss the topic I want to talk about. Um, the topic is domestic violence and abusive relationships. And I've got a guest here with me today. Her name is Sarah. Hi guys, Sarah here. And um, I just think it would be great for the both of us to do this as we are both victims of abusive relationships. And I feel like um, this is a platform we can use to kind of answer some questions and just have kind of an open discussion about some of our experiences and that sort of stuff and kind of raise a bit of awareness for this. Should we do it? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, so I have written a few questions to kind of prompt us and lead the podcast. Um, firstly, I wrote down, do you believe that domestic violence and abusive relationships is something that is not talked about enough? Take it away. Um, I feel like they aren't talked about enough. I feel like when a situation happens to do with domestic violence or anything like that, it's brought up in the news for a period of time because it's like when it's a major thing that happened like example when that situation happened with the kids in the car and the man bloody set it on fire yeah and wife just survived but she passed away can't remember their name sorry to them but it's only brought up for a certain period of time then it just disappears off again and yeah. it's never brought up again like it's not talked about enough for the situations that we need to assist on yeah so, like, there's people of domestic violence situations dying all the time. Like, it's risen up, especially during this period of coronavirus, too. Yeah. But it's only mentioned for, like, a few minutes on the news, and then it just disappears. Yeah. So, it's definitely not talked about enough, and I feel like the victims of it still don't really have a voice on what to do. Yeah, I, com I completely agree with that. I feel like, as someone who has experienced it myself, I, I don't think I had one conversation about domestic violence yeah. before I experienced it myself. Yeah. I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know what abuse was. I didn't know anything. You I didn't know that you were feeling... Yeah, that you were being exactly, abused. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, like, I, I wrote this note down, like, if a conversation is hard, it's probably the one worth having. And I think that's really important. Like, I think when something um, is hard to talk about, it's an important topic. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially this one. All right. Um, the next question I wrote is, do you agree that it happens more than we realize? And I wrote a few um, statistics that I found on whiteribbon.org.au, if you wanted to check that website out. Um, the statistics that I wrote were, and these were like, a, some of them were a shock to me, some of them weren't shocking at all. But the ones that I wrote were, one in four women have experienced emotional abuse by a current or former partner since the age of 15. One in five women have experienced sexual violence since the age of 15. 85% of Australian women have been sexually harassed. One in four young people think it's pretty normal for guys to pressure girls into sex. One in three people don't think controlling someone is a form of violence. Um, and yeah, like I think these ones, there was a lot, there was a lot of statistics that I found, but these ones really, really stood out to me and I, I kind of related to a few of them especially the one regarding um the con like controlling someone I didn't think that was a form of abuse until I sat down with someone who works with a domestic violence um yeah and she explained to me that that was a very common form of abuse and it was something that I was dealing with um and these statistics were just they're just crazy to me and they just keep going up it is crazy but like 
coming from someone like I was abused when I was 16 I was Mm. only very young very first relationship everything like that was a few years older than me and everything like till years and years later I didn't recognize or realize oh wow that was a form of abuse but all these statistics here since I found out I'm not really shocked about the one in four women have experienced emotional abuse since yeah. they were 15. Like, that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah. Like, from coming from my point of view as to what's happened to me. But it is still shocking reading the other ones there, especially with the one in three people with the controlling someone as a form of abuse. Like, you know, there's people that control people all mm. the time to a point where it's, like, very dangerous yeah, and very absolutely. sad. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's disheartening to read, though. Like, I, I realise it. It's not it's not as surprising as it should be, but, you know. It's I something just, that's happening. It's, it's disheartening. It, it yeah. breaks my heart. And, like, to be someone that went through it, I just, like, I could never imagine someone else going through that. I would never wish that upon anyone. Like, it, it is one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. Um. Alright, uh, the next question is, do you think that if people spoke about this topic more and discussed these things, that these statistics would change for the better? That's a hard one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we, if I learnt about this sooner, I feel like I would be able to identify a lot of the red flags that I didn't. If I had known that a lot of the things that I experienced in my relationship were abuse and were wrong like I would have never like I was 19 at the time I would have never paired the stuff that I went with with the word abuse and domestic violence even though it very clearly was Mm -hmm. but if I had you know known this research or if I had spoke to another victim or if I had just known anything I feel like I would have been more aware even if it was just that little bit and I could have spoke out sooner and I, I just think that more conversation would mean more awareness and could potentially help change the statistics that we have right now. Yeah, I feel like that too. But also in a sense, it's like the people that are the victim in the situation are so terrified of talking about it, like talking about what's happened to them, Absolutely, what's going on. And I feel like even though they might talk about it, might get restraining orders or all that sort of jazz, like to go to that extent, they still will not feel protected. Like that person is still roaming the streets. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what they're doing. They feel like they're on the move consistently. I feel like there needs to be a more of a regime of what we can do to those people that are like domestic violence towards women or men in Mm -hmm. either way. But I feel like, like for me, I was terrified to talk about what happened. Oh yeah. I think a lot of victims can relate and I am one of them. Like I completely agree. I didn't, I kept a lot to myself. Yeah. I've read a lot of stories of people keeping things to themselves. It's a, it's traumatizing. It is. It's traumatizing. And it's also like, you know, when you're young or you don't even have to be young, being unaware of these, these red flags and these signs makes you think that it's normal. And I think that's something that I experienced. I, I experienced something that I thought was a normal relationship. So when something bad would happen, I kept it to myself because I thought, you know, the bad things I need to keep between me and my partner. I don't think I need to share that with people. Yeah. And the good things I would share and then I would build this profile of a person that I wasn't actually with. And I did that for the purpose as well for myself. I wanted to build this profile of this amazing human being so that I could believe it. 
Yeah, you're always convincing yourself, giving them them chances, but it's just sadly, I don't feel like unless we take like a legitimate immediate action towards that person or just restraining orders and keeping them away from that person, then it's not really going to go down their way and the victims aren't going to speak. Like, as I said, I didn't speak for years. I know, yeah. No, and it's, it's terrifying to know that. And even when you know something might be going on, they will still try to protect that person because they're still so terrified of them and trying to see them in a good light or convincing themselves like, oh, no, they're a good person. They did this today even though they might have done something extremely horrible to them. Everyone's experience is always different. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, like, conversations like the one we're having right now definitely help because, Mm. obviously, we can relate in the sense that there was a lot of things that we did at the time or we thought at the time that weren't actually the truth. And I think if I had this conversation with you a long time ago... I would have thought differently, you know, like I, I, I've definitely come a long way since what I experienced and I know that you have too. And a lot of victims have, and it's, it's always a healing process, no matter how much you have healed. But I, I do think conversation helps definitely. Yeah. Even if it is hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next question is, um, what are your thoughts on workplaces educating their employees on respectful relationships between men and women? Would this be appropriate? Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I (laughs) I, think it would be amazing. This is so appropriate. Like, I myself haven't had anything happen to me in my workplace. Right. But, like, just some things you hear, see, and all that sort of jazz, it's like, it's something that needs to be talked about because, for example, someone that's higher up, and they might think a man or a woman's quite handsome or beautiful. And it's just like they just either tease them, bully them, or do other, like, example, sexual things. And they have to keep their mouth shut or just anything like it's, that. It's so commonly known that I feel like it's definitely not spoken about yeah, enough. Every, every form of abuse is terrifying. Mm. And I feel like when you're in a workplace, you would like to feel protected in a way. Yeah, you safe. want to feel safe, exactly. And I feel like um, with, in every other way, a workplace, they, they try to do that. They try to make you feel protected and safe in every aspect of the word, except for this, I feel like. Like, there's something that they're lacking. Like, when you go to work, they give you, like, you know, the fire exit, they show you the fire exits, they show you the fire procedures, they show you um, all types of procedures to keep you safe. But and they talk, they go into bullying and such like that. But yeah, just that stuff though. Like yeah, nothing to I do feel with. like it's always the same. Yeah, and I just think that if I was at a workplace, even even if I was not a victim, even if I had no clue about abuse, no clue about anything. Let's say I started working when I was fourteen, mm. and I've been working with the same company for about eight years. And when I had started, I obviously had no clue about anything like this. And in my workplace, I will say that I have experienced forms of just inappropriate behavior from customers, Um, not so much staff, but just mostly customers. And I feel like if I had come into that workplace at the age of 14 and was sat down um, progressively through my time there and was just, you know, given a procedure, if something that happened like that, I could feel safe or, um, you know, sat down with my other colleagues and been you know, been educated on stuff that happens in workplaces and how it can be prevented and how people should treat each other just full yeah. stop. And I think that would be 
an amazing thing for workplaces to implement, like everywhere. It doesn't matter yeah. where, where it is. Yeah, actually, now that I do think about it, probably this does cross the line, but I used to work for a men's store. Mm-hmm. And with that men's store, they would ask us girls to dress sexy. Yeah. So we would like basically lure men in so we could sell them stuff. And yeah. it's just like, you know, like some of the girls would have their like, they would have no hate on anything like that. You dress the way you want to, but for the purpose of work to have your boobs out and yeah. wearing extremely tight dresses just for work. And we had to wear and makeup it was all the time. And, stuff. and it was yeah. protocol. Like it just made me extremely uncomfortable. And if I ever wore a baggy dress or anything, they would talk like they would go up to me and be like, what are you doing? You're not dressed appropriately for work. Yeah, it's inappropriate. It's in, like that was well like, inappropriate. That's just them you... enforcing that. Like they're, they're making you feel yeah like that. And yeah. that's, that's just not, that's not okay. I've heard so many different stories of people and what they've experienced in a workplace. And it just breaks my heart that nothing happens from it. Yeah. And obviously a lot of the time women or men or whoever it is, um, they're too scared to approach their manager or anyone above them about an issue that's happened with them at the workplace. Yeah. And I've been in that boat before too. I, I, I never felt comfortable because it was never spoken about in the first place. Yeah. There was no conversation about it. I never heard anything about, hey, if this customer says something like this to you or makes you feel uncomfortable, come to me and do this. I, I never got that. And I was 14. I think they just presumed that no one would do that to a 14 15 16 year old yeah, you know what i mean it's like the world's not as innocent as they think they are yeah like it would be incredible if they were able to bring me in and say hey look this is a safe place if you ever need to talk about anything you can come to us and bring it up with us you know yeah it would have made work a lot you know? yeah i've worked in a ton of places as well and every protocol is different but I've never heard them chat about that. Exactly. It would be great if they implemented that for sure. Mm. Um, okay, the next question. Um, we've kind of like touched on this a little bit. Um, how old were you when you experienced your first abusive relationship? Were you aware of the signs of an abuser and domestic violence prior to pursuing your relationship? Or did you learn these things after your experience? So, yeah, as I said, we kind of touched on this. We can kind of delve into a little more. I mentioned that I was 19 um, when I was in my first relationship, full stop. And it turned out to be um, an abusive one. Um, and it was an unfortunate experience. I would not wish it upon anyone. I, I, yeah, I don't know how I got through it, but I did. And I kind of touched on it by saying that I, I didn't recognize any of the behavior as being bad at all. I didn't, I, I thought that he was representing my partner. He was being my supporter and my other half. And every time he said, I loved you, I believed it. Um, and he probably did love me. I believe that he did, but I think the way that he, you know, represented it and the things that he did were entirely wrong. Um, and I am still hurt by it to this day. Um, but I definitely think that that process has kind of led me to, to be the woman that I am today. And I've learned a lot about that um, societal issue. And I've learned a lot about people in general. I, after that experience, I cut off a lot of people in my life. I moved on to better things. I found people that meant a lot to me. And changed my life for the better. And I think it's given me a lot. I've learned a lot for sure. Yeah. I've, I've become a better person. And, yeah. you know, it, I 
I say this, um, I say I, I call it a blessing in disguise. As terrible as it was, I find that um, I can help others in a way as well. I, I can I feel like I can make others feel comfortable enough to reach out to me. I like to talk about this issue. I like to make people feel like you know it's it's important. And no matter how, no matter what you went through, it's equally as important as the next person. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And sometimes, like, I wish we knew each other way before because, in a way, I could have helped you. Exactly. With everything that was going on, but obviously we didn't know each other well enough then to mm-hmm. discuss those sort of issues. But I went through mine, as I said before, when I was 16. Yeah. I dropped out of school. I was with the guy for like two and a half years it was a relationship I could not get out of yeah. he was had severe depression and everything like that um mine was more so emotional abuse so it kind of like screwed me up in the head for a little bit for a while I can relate to that yeah, yeah but like um it had both sort of abuses in it as sad as it is emotional and physical mm-hmm. but um even with it though, it has changed me a lot as a person. I am still, I'm never probably going to be the same from it because mm-hmm. it was such a long period of time. I did try to run away from it so many times, but I was so young and naive that I just couldn't because he would use everything against me for me to stay or would say all the things I want him to say to me for me to stay. So absolutely, it has, That's, it's just, it's, it's one of the biggest traits that, a lot of people like that have they're, they're very good at manipulating they're very good at making people feel like they need to be there and I felt the exact same way I felt like I couldn't get away no matter how hard I tried I also felt like I didn't want to leave at times yes. I felt like when I whenever I was at a point where maybe you know I'm, I'm ready to leave this isn't okay something would happen for me to think oh I'm guilty I can't leave I'm stuck here or I need to be here. I love him. Like it was always, there was always an excuse I'd built up in my own head or he built into my head. Like it was always something that kept me there. And I'm glad that after that period of time, I was able to leave. I'm I'm glad that I had as much as at the time I didn't think I had a support system. I did. Yeah. And I, after that experience, I see it very clearly now who my support system is and I am so eternally grateful for those people, and I can assure everyone in the world that they will have some type of support system, and it doesn't have to be their family. It doesn't have to be a specific person. They have a support system. Yeah. For sure. And there is ways out of it. Yeah, there is ways out of it, and people around you will eventually... Like, my family ended up noticing my whole characteristics were changing, my personality was changing, and, like, you know, got to the point where my dad was crying to me to end things, and that's how Absolutely. it can definitely affect everyone around you, even though you may not notice it yourself. Yeah, I think you're so caught up in your own feelings and, and relationship and everything, and your partner's feelings, and you're trying to take that into consideration, but because it's so much, you don't realize, you know, the people around you are noticing it too. Yeah, um, and everyone around me, everyone that I loved and I had. I had care for in my heart were noticing it. Like they saw everything that changed in me and everything that changed in me today and how much happier I am today and how real the happiness is because the happiness that I showed then was just, it was just, you know, it was nothing. It was a cover. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we just touched on this. Um, was your healing process a learning experience? How so? Like, 
I mean, the fact that I'm doing a podcast on this, like I never would have thought that I would openly talk about such a thing ever. Like the amount of people I've shared, you know, this like intimate experience with like this, this conversation with, and not, it doesn't have to be to this extent. I haven't had to tell people like, even now I haven't expressed the details of my past and I don't have to, for it to be an intimate experience for it to be a real moving like conversation. Um, and yeah, the amount of times that's happened in the last year or so has been just incredible. And, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything. Like I, I think, I think now how much I've learned about my past and my experience and other people's experiences and what other people are going through, it's just made me a better person. And it's made me realize that, there are bad people in the world as much as it as I don't much as you want their good. Yeah. I don't I don't want to believe it, but there are people in the world that, you know, don't see any bad in this and they they really should. Yeah. And then what people need to realise as well, yes, this all can be from relationships, but it can also be from relationships with friends as well. Yeah, it can be from anything. From, from anywhere. anything. And it's just like throughout my learning experience over the past like four or five years from it all um, even throughout it, I was learning things and even after it, I learned even more, but it came to the realization a few years ago that it was definitely that abuse for mm-hmm. myself, but I still to this day myself, haven't talked to my parents about it mm-hmm. or anything like that. that they're like, they know about it, but they don't want, um, they know I don't want to talk about it. I've talked to my closest friends about it. You, all mm-hmm. our other mates. Yeah. And that's to me what helps me. Yeah. From my me learning too. experience. expressing. I... My family doesn't know the extent of what I went through either. Mm. They know bits and pieces because, you know, they saw it sometimes. But um, the only people that know the real truth are the people that I felt comfortable telling. And I'm okay with that. And I think everyone should be okay with, you know, having a select amount of people or even one person or whoever it may be, you know, to feel comfortable enough to say that to them. Yeah. And I think one person is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Um, how do you view yourself now in comparison to the way you saw yourself at the time? Oh, gosh. I still have some characteristics from that relationship I was in. Like, my heart's never going to go small. It's always going to stay massively big and caring for every possible human being. Mm. But it's just like, I feel like I now more so trust my gut feeling like yeah. before I never ever went with my brain or my gut I just went oh like I love this person like they're amazing they're so nice to me like no matter what no matter how much my brain and heart were fighting like now nah, I feel like I've got more of a sort of realization now I step back and assess things a little bit more now and that's probably what mostly has changed about me and also I don't trust people anymore mm-hmm. like it's just a massive thing for me like trust is huge now like it was never all I trusted everyone back when I was younger yeah, I was yeah. like hell yeah you, like I would just go up to a person start a conversation and like tell them things about me I didn't care mm. but now it's just like I'm in my shell yeah I pick the people I want to talk to absolutely trust everything but I guess I did mature very very early as well from a 16 year old I think I a matured lot of, extremely early a lot of women can relate to that for sure yeah. um yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, I was a different person. Like, yeah, I was a very, very different person 
yeah um, at that time of my life and even before that time of my life before that experience I was a different person as well for, for me to you know allow myself to go through something so terrible says a lot about the character that I had at the time I feel yeah. like I didn't you know I don't know I don't, I don't think anyone deserves to go through that and I didn't deserve to go through that and at the time you know maybe I thought that I did or you know like it's just it's it's hard to explain it's like why did I allow that it's like and do I, ask, I deserve this yeah oh, okay I deserve this exactly cool. I'll just stay here because this is what I think I deserve exactly and you know I've I've grown a lot since then and I preach a lot since then and I you know I I like to I've always been there for the people around me but now more than ever like I feel like I I I have a very select, like like you said, I have a very select amount of friends. I have a very, like I, I'm very selective with who's in my life and who I tell things. And I don't know, it's it's really important to me. Trust is important to me. Communication is key. Like that's always, I feel like that's always something I've preached, even at that time in my life. But I never let it be. Like I never let that happen for me. Yeah. And now I'm like more than ever. I'm just so aware of everything going around me and what to expect. Mm. Yeah. Um, as a victim yourself, what kind of advice would you give to others out there who might be um, new to relationships or in one themselves? See, that's always a hard one because all things are very, very different. But Absolutely, all the advice yeah. that I can give that I wish I gave my younger self at the time is that it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You have to remind yourself that too. Um, and just try to talk to someone. Yeah. And more so make it an in-person thing is what I would say. Yeah. Just so, obviously, just with the circumstances you might be in, I'm not sure, um, whoever, but it'd just be safer to do it in person, have that chat, mm-hmm. um, and obviously someone very close and someone that you can trust Yeah. on that one. That's, like, the biggest advice I could give or one of the organisations that you could give a call or anything like that and just maybe do some research or tell someone what's been going on and they can tell you tell you that you don't want to admit to yourself yeah. that this is what's that is going on. That was one of the biggest things for yeah. me when I realised the severity of everything. I think like yeah, the same like my advice would be like that, you know, your emotions are valid, extremely mm. valid and you know, when you feel an emotion it's for a reason. Yeah. And don't disregard that just because you think something is normal or, you know, like that, that sort of mindset. Like if, if you're sad or you're angry or you're upset or something's happened that makes you feel something that you can't explain, then there's something wrong and that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I do think that talking to someone does help yeah. for sure. Whoever you feel comfortable with, whether it's, you know, a complete stranger or, you know, your best friend or anyone, I think it's good to let some weight off your shoulders. For yeah. Sure. And don't ever think that you deserve to be treated like that. No. Like, no one ever deserves to be mentally abused, physically abused, sexually abused in any way, shape or form because it just mentally scars you for years and years. And the healing process is a long time, but you get through it. You got your family, you got your friends, whoever is in your life. And everyone, they, we can't assist you. They can't assist you, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Well, that'll come to the end of the podcast. Um, And I just want to say that if you or anyone that you know are wanting to seek some support or simply would like some more information regarding domestic violence and abusive relationships, um, you can contact 1-800-RESPECT, which is 1-800-737-732. You can contact Lifeline on 131-114. And um, these numbers were found on whiteribbon.org.au. They have a bunch of different resources, websites, phone numbers, all for very specific things. Um, and I can assure you that um, you can contact, there's a lot of places and um, things you can contact to get um, any sort of assistance or information on something. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast and to mine and Sarah's story. Um, we really appreciate it and we hope that this has helped in any way. Um, we don't mean to offend anyone. Um, we just want to spread some awareness and make, start a conversation. Thanks. Thanks guys. Bye.